This game-changing experiment chose four humans and had them torture each other. It's already led to major breakthroughs in the future of our industry. Now, obviously, we couldn't get the actual four idiots as they're off being tortured. So we cooked up the next best thing. Want to meet them? Yes. I'm Tahani Aljamil, a vainglorious attention seeker with enough jealousy to power Elon Musk's underwater mansion, which I've been to, by the way. I have, actually. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. I'm Chidi Anagonye. Or maybe I'm not. I can't decide anything. Or maybe I can. Ah, I can't decide. My stomach hurts. <laughs> what? They kind of nailed it. I've heard you say all that stuff. I'm Eleanor Shellstrop. I mock others to distract myself from the emptiness inside me. That's fair. That's a fair hit. I'm Jason Mendoza. Duh. <laughs> it's me. Steven, we were just talking about DJ Khaled and what our uh, strategy would be if we were ever to interview mm-hmm. him. Because, you know, big things happen for us all the time. Yeah. Here. It's not out of the realm of possibility Phone that you and I... calls are happening between us. But anyway, you were talking about producers that have... What did you call them? Producer tags. Producer tags. We should have one for yeah. all of our podcasts that mm-hmm. plays like a watermark about every 45 seconds. Well, so that no one can claim it as their own. Yeah, because all the time people are taking audio recordings of us two dumb shits talking at each other and and claiming it as their own thoughts and It happens content. more than you'd think. All the time. Mm-hmm. All yeah. over the internet. So what should our tag be? Do you have a... You're better at this mm. kind of thing. Should it be musical or like it could intimidating? Be, it could be anything. I feel like it should be musical and contain our voices. I think it only makes sense that like... We freestyle it, but we go oh, at the God. same time. <laughs> we got to be on the same page. <laughs> okay, so you give me what the like musical flourish is, and okay. then we'll both say what we think we should both be saying as it happens at the same time. Okay, so uh, the notes <laughs> are our range. This we got to be, be somewhere on like a... No, thumb. I'm not singing. I will not be singing. You I don't, don't need to. sing on the podcast. I'm going to give you... Uh, well, what the fuck do you want then? I want to hear like wise. the backing track is what I'm saying. Okay, so what's going on behind us? Yes. It's it's kind of sexy. Okay. So slow? Sultry? <laughs> Zach, what... <laughs> I don't know anything sexy that's not slow. <laughs> it's got to be pretty slow. <laughs> or else I just it's don't kinda have Okay. Is going okay. on behind it, and we'll say the same thing at the same time. Yeah, you ready? You on count, count us three. down and on go. Yeah, on go. Say go. Okay, uh, but I'm gonna so that we don't get confused with the later segment. I'm gonna count up. So we've got one, two, three, go. It's Zach ladies. And <laughs> no, you didn't finish. It's, what was that? The sound of Steven? Is that what you said? Ladies, ladies, the princess is here. Sierra, this beat is. I thought it was just gonna be. It was a watermark that's gonna play every forty-five seconds. It's just ladies. Ladies. I said it's so our presence is announced every forty-five seconds. That's what it's there for. Ladies, I like. Nobody could copy that. They'll know Mm -hmm. it's us. No one would. No one want to claim that. 
I thought for sure you were also going to say ladies. <laughs> sorry, I was I was uh, reading the mind of the tomato plant behind you and not yours. I'm sorry. Tomato plant behind me? Yeah, look behind you. How red my face is because of my no, red No, there's shirt. literally a tomato about? plant behind That's you. That's offensive. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shop. Into the Time Knife. I'm Zach and ball tap. Oh, I'm Steven and that was a nice ball tap, bro. Firm tap. Firm Real tap. firm tap. Welcome to the program, Into the Time Knife. We're back to talk about The Good Place and to apologize for whatever just happened for the rest of the <laughs> podcast, I guess. I don't know. I think that was a good start. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I, I'm here for it. Ladies. Ladies. It'll happen every 45 seconds. We I'm going to edit it, it now. Mm-hmm. for every 45 seconds <laughs> this entire episode. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not joking. We've got to start by shouting out the people who pay for this bullshit on a mm-hmm. monthly basis over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Mary Baker Budisa. Danny you almost Lugo. fucked it up. I did. You saw that. I thought mm-hmm. I, I thought it was smooth. I'm so sorry. I hope she she doesn't listen anymore. Because she like Hopefully. went on a roll and listened to a bunch of it, but I can't yeah. imagine that lasted, right? I hope not. We do this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Uh, Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, and mm-hmm. Autumn Marsh. I'm hey, running out go. of ways to say it, Justin. Sorry. You know, someone, uh, just but I don't know working. how to say it, so I don't know what to do but make a bit out of it. Yeah, just do that. Someone you knew, huh? Autumn Marsh, did I say that? You said other marsh. I was yeah. going to tell an anecdote, but I decided not to. You're doing that a lot. You're not committing. You need to say what you're going to say or not say it. Editing. At all. Always editing. What did Gordon Ramsay say? Edit, 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 Zach. What? Oh. You'll never so, make it in this kitchen. I would rather let you speak than just be like, yeah, I'll edit that out. He's not saying anything. I'm editing. But he wasn't. You're Ed. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the show, everyone. If you like what we do here and you want to pay for us to take this further, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast is the place for it. The Basement are that 70s show rewatch podcast. That's the only place to find it. You can also get our live weekly pre-show. You can't just pre-show if this isn't enough Zach and Steven pre-show chatter for you. That's where we do a whole 30 minutes of it every week. And it's it's about the same, right? It's kind of what we're doing right now it's, for a It's longer. uncut. It's unfiltered. Mm-hmm. It's it's natural. It's raw. It's this sweaty. this is the really painstakingly cut version of it. Mm-hmm. We've cut a lot out. This podcast runs three hours before we yeah. edit it down. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Welcome to the show. Steven, how do you think we would do if we had to disguise ourselves in hell and present as demons? Do you think we could do it? Who do you think's more likely to get caught? And if you're gonna say it's me, and I'm already mad. Well, here's here's what the do thing. you mean? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt here, Zach. Because I think that you would be more anxious about the situation, but I think that you might also be better at pretending. You're an you're a thespian. Yeah, I'm good at being a shitty person. I think I could do it. <laughs> I think that we would work well as a team in this situation. You're honestly. Mr. I'm my best self, Stephen Baker. <laughs> I think they'd see you and be like, that's a little sweetie. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a little sweetie. We don't have little sweeties up in these parts. They'd know. Oh, they have little sweeties in the back. I'd place. track. <laughs> I'd track. I think that we'd be a good team. I think we'd escape. I think we would We would succeed in our mission. What would your, your bad place name be? I don't know. It doesn't matter, right? 
Chadsworth. That's my name. That's Chadsworth a pretty bad name. Longfellow. Oh, That's my name. nice. That's you got to have a dick reference. I don't know. I think you took it there, not me. Longfellow. <laughs> I think you took it there. But you it's so everyone knows that Chadsworth may be a short king, but he is a long fellow. How was your week? It's been a full week since we've gotten yeah. down and dirty and rolled around in the mud together. Have you done anything worth commenting on on the internet? You know, we, we talked a lot good. about what we've been watching on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. What else are we going to talk about? Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer in a couple Very of weeks. Much. I guess maybe this week in podcast world. I don't know when stuff comes Couldn't out. tell you. <laughs> yeah, you can't keep track. But I, I will talk. The new season of anime shows is getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that I liked the first season, didn't love the first season of, but it's a pretty, pretty popular one. Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you heard of that, Zach? I JJK. have, but I don't know anything about it. I've heard the title. It's, the first season had really good animation, but like it bothered me because the like the bad curses, the monsters or whatever, sounded like that TikTok filter that makes your voice sound like this. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, th- it sounded like that, and that kind of like took me out of it. But the it was it was good. New season has a new director and a really different, like, darker vibe to it and just, like, looks very different in the way that the animation is directed and it's, like, very noticeable. And I think I'm going to like the season more. So Nice. Yeah, first episode was really, really good. Cool. Crazy animation stuff. And a reference to a great movie that basically Inception took a lot of stuff from called Paprika. I've been doing my due diligence as a white guy that likes movies, and we're watching all the Wes Anderson movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen most of them before this, but it's been a long time, and I've Famed only seen most of them once. filmmaker Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Is that what it sounded like I said? Mm-mm. Then why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> shrug edit editing editing (laughs) oh what's wes anderson we've watched i've seen most of his movies there's only like three that i haven't seen and i'm having a lot of fun we watched bottle rocket his first movie which holds up really well for it being Mm -hmm. the first movie he ever made and rushmore which i love i love rushmore i'm have to check that one out what haven't I seen? I haven't seen Fantastic, Fantastic. Mr. Fox. I haven't seen Grand Budapest Hotel. And I really haven't good. seen The French Dispatch. But that might be it. Did he direct uh, Murder on the Orient Express? No, and that's not the first time you've asked me this. It's a very, like, in that vein. It feels like a Wes Anderson movie. I feel like it's imitation at best. Well, sure. It wasn't great. It was yeah. fine. Wes Anderson doesn't do murder on a train movies he does roll doll and that's <laughs> better that's fair let's talk about the good place are you ready let's to talk do about it. the good place yeah uh, enough am. of this nonsense we've done enough of it haven't we yeah we've 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 covered we've it. tossed around the pickleball enough times i think for the people that like this show because of the silly shit we get up to they've had their fill now it's mm-hmm. time for the men to speak <laughs> Do you know some? Hey, <laughs> so all the men that are out there, we're here to talk about the Good Place, season two, episode eleven. It's chapter twenty-four. Rhonda, Diana, well, Jake, and Trent. Episode ten. It's chapter-wise would be eleven, mm-hmm. the eleventh chapter of this season, but no, it's the tenth episode. That's wrong. The first one's a two-parter. Both ways. 
let me tell you in how many ways you're wrong. The first episode is a two-parter. It's his one episode on Netflix and stuff. The title card says chapters 14 and 15. They don't reset at the beginning of the season, so this isn't chapter 10 or 11 or whatever. It is chapter 24. season two, episode 11. Yes. And I said it is the 11th chapter of season two, but not the 11th episode because episode one is two chapters. It was produced as two episodes, but it was aired as one episode. Well, I'm not arguing with you over this. Am I watching the production notes, Zach, or am I watching the episode? (laughs) This is just the way I've always... I didn't know the segment was called (laughs) Did Steven Read the Production Notes This Week? The numbers have been the same. We've been counting along the same path for months. You've been counting along the same path. And you look at my notes it says season two yeah episode and they're 10. wrong i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i can do this anymore you know what just just do the thing we'll talk about it later <laughs> the kids are watching <laughs> you always choose to argue about the dumbest stuff the, my therapist said yeah, I I know what your therapist said, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. <laughs> I want to hear more I statements. <laughs> I want... feel eye. as though look me in the eye <laughs> that your eyes, <laughs> while we eat ice cream, this episode. Episode 11, Chapter 24, Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent was directed by Alan Yang. Previously on the show... Alan so, Yang? This has been so stupid today. This has been so dumb. Wait, Alan Yang uh, co-writes Atlanta, right? Nope. No? No. Different nope. guy? I think so. Damn. Maybe he's written on Atlanta, but I don't think so. Alan Yang, has, who directed this episode, has been a writer on The Good Place before, but this is his first and only directing credit on the show. Outside of The Good Place, he has directed two episodes of Parks and Rec, two episodes of Master of None, and you're going to say, that's, that's what I was thinking of. That's I was thinking of. That's where I've seen <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he directed a Jay-Z music video for the song Moonlight. Oh, I don't know if I know that uh, Jay-Z song off the top of my head. Wow, fake fan, fake fan. I know, I guess so. Four episodes of a limited series that I really enjoyed called Forever, and more recently, four episodes of a show that I haven't heard of called Loot. Loot. I'm not familiar with that one, Zach. Me either. You got a a Loot synopsis This episode was co-written by Jen Statsky and Dan Schofield. Jen Statsky previously wrote the episode Someone Like Me as a Member and Mindy St. Clair with Megan Amram. And after this, she co- uh, she writes the first half of the season three premiere. Every- oh, I fucked it up. Mm. I fucked it up. Scratch it. Editing. Editing. Yeah. Eddie? Eddie the editor. <laughs> Eddie the, the editor. We let him stay because he's good at his job. Yeah. It's in his name. <laughs> he's got. He's born for it. Uh, she co-wrote the first half of this season's first episode. No, I said that wrong, too. Come on. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. Hugh the cue card, guys. <laughs> really, <laughs> really letting me down right now. She wrote the first half of the season two premiere, Everything is Great. Uh, she co-wrote the first half of the season three premiere, Everything is Bonzer, with the series creator Michael Schur, and wrote the mm-hmm. second half of it on her own. She writes the season three finale, Pandemonium, with Megan Amram. And in season four, she writes... Mon- oh, my God. And in season four, she writes Mondays. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Mondays. Am I right? 
Uh, and Dan Schofield, who co-wrote the episode, previously wrote Most Improved Player in Team Cockroach, and later on in the show writes the Brady Book. Get your fucking shit together, Zach. Do you need a minute? Uh, the reason I didn't know Moonlight by Jay-Z is because it's on 444, and I usually listen to that album as like a straight-through thing, so I don't always remember all the song titles, but nice. You ready, bud? <laughs> Go ahead. The, the I believe you were trying to say The Brainy Bunch. The Brainy Bunch and mm -hmm. The Answer, one of the last episodes of the show. This episode originally aired on January 18th, 2018. So put yourself back as slightly younger Steven, January 18th, 2018. The number one movie, we're actually talking about the number two movie because it was still mm -hmm. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle this week. Yeah. We're talking about a Steven Spielberg-directed film oh. based on a true story. You're, yeah, you, I just you, kicked you went something. Away. Yeah, I oh. kicked. I accidentally kicked something, I think. I, I felt really alone for a second. Killed it. Yeah, I left. You said Steven Spielberg. What's and I happening? Ran. Man. <laughs> I've lost the the line on what of this needs to go in and what of it could be like a bit at the end of it. Yeah, I have no idea Me at either. this point, honestly. No. no. The no <laughs> This movie, The Post, was directed by Steven Spielberg. It's based I just told you what it was. <laughs> I just told you God what it was. Damn it, Zach. You said this movie, The Post, was directed <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Wowza Man. <laughs> What great. do we do? <laughs> um, Steven oh. Spielberg, 2018. Let's yeah, you don't, post, have to right? you don't have to pretend. The, the number one album this week. Mm -hmm, you know, it was that? the number two movie, The Post. Who gives a fuck about it? The yeah. number one album this week is a soundtrack for a musical movie mm. that has a star-studded cast and was all the rage in 2018. Can you remember what it was? Well, it's got to be Cats. No. Let's see. Musical mm -hmm. movie... 2018 <sighs> musical movie 2018 was in La La Land was it it's so white that it's got a story about white and black people dating each other being iffy in this society does that tell you what it is I mean Hairspray wasn't out yet it's not as good as Hairspray but it sure was popular there's um, a, a let your freak flag fly anthem that was really popular for a while why am I not getting the, this right off the bat? The music was written by the guys who did Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm further from them knowing the answer it now. It stars one of the people who we know will show up in, in Deadpool 3. You're so bad at this. You I'm seem like further. the person who should always... You're further. It's The I'm Greatest Showman starring Hugh Jackman. Oh, fuck. The huge act man himself. Do you know how many songs huge from this movie Jack I've done routines to? I know. Why? Also, I think the music in this movie is great. I think the movie itself is bad. Like, the plot's bad. It was okay. The more you watch it, the worse it gets. Danny and I talk about this all the time. The, I every time that. you watch that movie, it gets worse and worse. So don't watch I it a bunch of times. Because the songs are good. And those sequences are fun. Mm -hmm. I saw the movie in the theater, and that's the only time I've seen it. Zendaya's in it, so I love it. It's time for a segment that I love very much. Steven, mm -hmm. we, we've got we've to hone this thing in. Yeah. People are counting on us to, to really hone this in and give the quality, structured, mm -hmm. balls-out content that we always give here on yeah. Into the Time Knife. And balls that leads out. to one of my favorite segments. Did Steven watch the episode this week? Did Steven watch the episode this week? 
That was my DJ Khaled. It was bad. Bad DJ Khaled impression. <laughs> bad DJ Khaled. Bad. bad. <laughs> You've got 20 seconds on the clock to tell the audience everything that happened in Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent to get us ready for the conversation we're about to have. Mm-hmm. I'll say as I was taking notes for this episode – I had to pause to write stuff down, I think, a little bit more than usual. There was a uh-huh. lot of stuff flying in this episode. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Have you put I'm any thought into this? I'm going to spend way too much time at the beginning saying well? their names. You think so? I know it. Well, now you, like, don't you didn't have, have to. to say their names. You just said it. Now you don't have to. Really? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I think I'm going to go through and be like, well, it would have been great if you Those said what names, their fake names yeah. were. Now, audience, Steven's got a big choice to make, and we're going to see what happens on this segment. <laughs> uh, fuck. How are you feeling? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm going to do bad. I'm going to do worse than DJ Khaled. <laughs> Can you rate me on a scale of, of DJ Khaled to 10? Or wait, you Is give me letter grades. Am I going to get a D for DJ Khaled? It's looking like it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You've got 20 no. seconds on the clock. I'm going to start it whenever mm-hmm. you feel ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. The gang's on the way to the bad place, and they've got to assume fake identities to not get caught. Michael's got to grab some pins so they can go through the portal to the neutral zone to meet the judge. Uh, Sean decides to sneak into the medium place to grab the gang. They're not there, but they are in the Museum of Human Torture History. And then there's an exhibit about them because they're bad, uh, and they're being tortured. You did pretty good. You didn't get the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And if I want to be an asshole, which you know Mm -hmm. I do, uh, Sean did not go to the medium place to get them. He said, in my mind, what what I said was Sean decided, like, made a different plan. Extractor. Yes. You didn't get the end and the portal at the end and Michael Mm -hmm. making a sacrifice and all that. You did okay. You did better than a D. You Thank didn't you. need to waste time on all the names. That's the title of the episode. We mm. already can put that two and two together. Yeah. You scored a... You didn't get the end. I'm between a B and a B minus. And I'm going to go B minus, but I think it was good. I thought that might have been a B plus week this week, but that's okay. I'll take it. I'm thinking it's just kind of a B minus in general. I'm feeling very B minus right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my blood type. <laughs> yeah. B minus. <laughs> B minus. That's what they told me when I gave him blood. They said, this is B minus. This is B minus blood. <laughs> nice. Oh, man, let's do some trivia. I've got let's a decent amount of questions for you. I so do, too. I'll, I'll kick it off, though. Yeah, go for it. Because why not? What does Jason want to order at IHOP? The uh, fuck, mm-hmm. what's it called? You know, in your yeah. heart. You've been to IHOP. You've probably ordered this. Uh-huh. It's not it's called r- a... rhymey. Think of a little rhymey. Yeah. The... F- Oh man. Fruity Tootie? Rudy Tootie? That's three of the four words you've said. Fruity Rudy Tootie. <laughs> I really wanted you to get this one. It's the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. God damn. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Pat yourself yeah. on the back. You're all right. Close. What lies in the neutral zone, Zach? Accounting, the, the judge's quarters, and an IHOP. Is there more? Close. What Michael says is that it's the judges' quarters, accounting department, and the Janet warehouse. But I oh, think Janet warehouse and IHOP, the IHOP does lie too. there. So I missed one. You missed he one. We'll call it, it even. You missed yeah, one to too. Yeah. The Janet warehouse. I didn't say. I remember <laughs> that one. What is Diana Tremaine's address? Okay, I think that's my next question. That's one, two, one. three, whatever street, Canada City, Canada. Good job. A hundred percent. 
What kind of ketchup does Rhonda say to pass? NASCAR ketchup. The NASCAR ketchup. Here's Perfect. a Rhonda Mumps question. What mm-hmm. are Rhonda Mumps's middle names? I have no idea. I don't she think makes it up was... later. She's like, or I'm not Rhonda something something Mumps. That's funny. I don't remember that, but that I don't know at all. Rhonda Apple Pie Spider-Man Mumps. That's fucking hilarious. Is that not in yours or did you miss I it? I don't know. I might have missed it. That's really funny. What kind of store will Jake meet you at? The Martini Store. The Martini Store. What are the bad place hors d'oeuvres? Bagels from Alabama. No. Soul food from Maine. Bagels, yes. They're not from Alabama. Arkansas? Arkansas. Arkansas. Bagels from Arkansas. Soul food from Maine. Those are the two I remember. Hawaiian pizza, of course. Hawaiian pizza, of course. And egg salad from a hospital vending machine in in Azerbaijan. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they hold an F1 race in Azerbaijan. Sure. I believe it. Yeah. It's the only reason I know it exists. Uh, My next question for you. How long are the bad place trains delayed? Three hours. Three hours. Just like every day. What department did Chet and Trent work together in? Did you go to sleep? Did you <laughs> wake it up look like it? it My eyes are wide open, Zachary. They weren't then. <laughs> uh, what you were thinking? I can't remember. Partial decapitation. Decapitation. Yes. Nice. What's the new axe scent? Transformers. Yes. <laughs> Have I gotten Make all sure. of yours right so far, or did I miss one? Uh, you've gotten them all right. Hell yes. Hell Mostly. yes. Going for the clean sweep today. I've got two yeah, more. Yeah, because I gave you the first one because I missed one too. Oh, so no, then I can't take it. I won't take mm-hmm. that as a full win. Yeah. Who did Rhonda once shove a hot dog down the throat of? Legendary actor John Wayne. Correct. What would Janet love to punch? Teeth. Your teeth. Yes. You got it. I'm doing great. I'm doing, doing pretty really well. well. I can't call mm-hmm. it 100%, but I'm doing well. But you're close. One more question for you. This is a toughie. Who was the first man to say, well, actually, to a woman? Don't remember the names. It I was thought about one, writing one of those. Sir Jeffrey Frumpton from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, England, on oh September God. 12th, 1642. Nice. What does the sign behind the neighborhood exhibit say? Uh, welcome, everything is fine. You got it. Well hey, done. Zach, I did great. That was that was an great. A performance. I did great. Let's talk about the episode. I have Let's like a pro and con to this episode, but I'm very much pro. I think this I'm episode, especially as I took notes for it and went through it to talk about the episode, I was having to write down so much because it's stuffed with jokes that also double as details about the bad place that I think are really fun. All throughout the show, they've been liking to tell us, well, these are the things that go down in the bad place. So now that we get the episode in the bad place, that's the whole episode. They go crazy with that. My con, if I have one, and this is more, I guess, because it's a network TV show, is I've never felt like with the physical being in the bad place that they've ever gone far enough. They're just in the bureaucracy of it in Michael's side of the bad place. Yeah. I always would have liked to have seen more of a what the the humans see when they go to the bad place. And I don't remember if we get it in the future, but so far we haven't. And this feels like the episode that should have that. But when I stop thinking about that, this episode is stuffed with details that make it really funny and a lot of fun. And I do really like it. What about you? I love the episode. I hear where you're coming from in that point. And I think it would be cool to see that. 
like almost how you know for the fake good place you wake up in that room and you walk into the office if there's a version of that for the bad place i think that would be cool to see because i don't think we ever do get anything like that but i i really like this episode i think that it's really funny i think it uses all the characters really really well both in the main cast and any like side characters i love dax shepherd this episode his character is really fun um, you got that think... good stank. <laughs> Love Bang that. You later. I think that all the demons that are like kind of in the side making just one-off comments are really funny. I think this episode's really good. Yeah. I, it's one that I remember very, very fondly. Like so much to the point, like that I thought that we had done this episode for the um, like picking. Is this show the one that you said that? Just because yeah. you remember it really well. Just because I remember it, it really, really well, and sure. it like sits right at the front of my brain. I love this episode. I think it's the very, very good. Display of them at the end of the episode is a very prominent idea in my mind. Even mm-hmm. to the point that I think I thought it took up more of the episode than what it actually does. Yeah, it's very brief part, but impactful. I'm overall pretty pro of this episode, and I think mm-hmm. I will be even more as I usually am after we talk through it. So let's. Yeah. Let's dive in. Let's do it. The time knife. The train driving through darkness. Can I play that? Is that what you said? Do you play that? Do I play part of the show? After we say into the time knife, does it go like? I don't know if we've really ever said that before. I say it every time. And no, but you just said it, so it will be in this one. So a train, they're on the train, and I really like how it's riding through the darkness, through the unknown, kind of picking Mm -hmm. up right after the last episode. We know where they're going, but we don't know what it means. Eleanor is checking in on Chidi. There's a lot of that in this episode, and it's really sweet. There's a line about, I don't know, Eleanor says, what's wrong with you, buddy? Did you lose your lucky bookmark? And he, like, pats his body for it. It's like, oh, no, no, I got it. Phew. Mm -hmm. he's realizing the smart thing that now that they're on the train going to the bad place to sneak through it, that the the plan's crazy and it's probably not going to work. And he's feeling really anxious about it. He asks Michael if this is the only way to get to the judge, which it is. Michael re-explains their situation kind of both as too cheaty and to the audience to remember Mm -hmm. from last week. There wasn't a previously on on the DVD for this one, so it drops Mm -hmm. you right in. Michael re-explains that the judge's place is in a neutral zone. I think that might be new information, which lies between the good place and the bad place. We see it on a map that he has drawn out. There's also in the neutral zone, the Janet Warehouse accounting and an IHOP, uh, not an international house of pancakes. Do you remember? An international, interdimensional hole of pancakes? An inter, it's more of an interdimensional hole of pancakes. Of pancakes. <laughs> I'm going to order the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. No, sorry. Uh, in this realm, IHOP stands for interdimensional hole of pancakes. You don't really eat these pancakes. It's more like they eat you. Okay, I'll get eggs then. <laughs> <laughs> Good Jason episode. I think episode. this is a super strong Jason episode, yeah. And Jason in his suit when we... Oh, my He's goodness, not quite in gracious. it yet, but man, he's talking about how much he doesn't like wearing it, but man, does that suit like him wearing it. Yeah, he very looks much so. outstanding in this he's episode. He's so handsome. And it doesn't make... So he, We were talking earlier about someone we know in our personal lives that is so good looking, but is yeah. also so funny talented and decent of a person Mm -hmm. and that's almost frustrating like you've got to pick one or the other you can't have both of those Manny Jacinto has those vibes and him in that suit but he can still be like silly and stupid 
It's perfect. That's a keeper. Ladies. <laughs> Ladies. That's a keeper. <laughs> Fuck, I kind of forgot about that for a second. That happened. Okay. You'll fix it in post, yeah. No, that's part of it, I think. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. Not a lot I can do about that, is there? <laughs> Every 40 seconds. Or 45? I don't know. We fluctuated. It was 45 seconds. So they've been hearing it. They know. Believe me, they've kept track. They know. <laughs> <laughs> So they have to make it through a portal in the bad place, and they need these access pins that show their, like, bad place staff to mm-hmm. get it. Tahani, before she even knows why, she immediately wants one because it's this limited thing that only certain people can have. She's immediately like, where can I get one? So Michael's <laughs> going to disguise the humans as demons and get them to wait out while he tries to get them extra pins from Sean. Janet doesn't need one because she's luggage. I'm luggage. She's lu- I'm luggage. Such she counts as a carry-on. Jason thinks that the plan is complicated. He also thinks that oranges are complicated. Well, you eat apples clothes, clothes. but not orange. That's true. So I thought that was a really funny line. It's true. Well, it, Always Sunny would have something else to say because Dennis- I'm not allowed! Isn't allowed to eat the apple with the clothes. Mm-hmm. That is a funny, stupid person observation. Yeah. Why could you not- He's like, why can't I just bite an orange? You can bite an <laughs> apple. He's got a point. Can't just bite a banana. You have to do stuff first. Yeah, you've got trash. You've got fruit trash. Yeah. Come on. And I don't compost. Steven canceled 2023. Doesn't <laughs> compost. Admitted Sometimes it I recycle. On the air. Sometimes he recycles. Sometimes. Well, joke's on you, cuck, because it turns out recycling's actually bad unless you do it the really complicated, good way. Oh, well, good thing. Because it ends up going to a landfill most of the time. Anyway, the system's broken, the school's closed, the prison's open. Yeah. So Jason thinks that they should just Molotov cocktail their way through. I feel like this is a Jason thing that continues through the show, Molotov Uh cocktails. But this is like the big episode for it. And it may mainly just be this episode. Well, it's the second time that we've had a big Molotov Jason moment. Because he threw one at the train He tried one and it didn't work. Yeah, because he threw it at the train. And nothing happened. It just clink, right? Yeah. So they have been building up to this moment. Mm-hmm. And this is the really memorable moment that happens with it Yeah. later on. My next note after that was just Jason looks so good in his suit. He yeah. Looks, the hat, I almost too? made one of my He's trivia questions. Hat? How Jason hot Mendoza. is Jason in his suit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The answer yes. would have been yes. Exactly. So now we're learning about their alter egos that they're going to be in the bad place. Eleanor is Diana Tremaine, which was her fake ID name when she was mm-hmm. uh, a youth. Tahani's excited because she wants to act. She acted once for Baz Luhrmann, but really she just got a bunch of <laughs> glitter thrown on her. If you're which in on the joke right. with Baz Luhrmann, that's a pretty funny like yeah. insider film nerd joke. I like mm-hmm. that. I saw Elvis. I feel like even if you've just seen yeah, uh, Great Gatsby, which was mm-hmm. what was out at the time like that's not true. everybody knows the name though most people know the movie but not mm-hmm. everybody would be like oh yeah that's the guy and he made that movie and he makes them look like that you know <laughs> if you are in on that it's really funny it's a good reference it's one of my favorite tahani uh name drops so far i it's think it's pretty good one it's up there that's a very like precursor to the real world why was josh shafty's muse when he wrote uncut gems <laughs> like that's that's that that was great She's going to be Rhonda Mumps from the Hot Dog Factory. <laughs> and I like that the joke is Michael's like, well, that's way too vague. Which hot dog factory? There's a ton of hot <laughs> dog people into, torture. Stuffing people with. So she's going to be a hot dog stuffer. Mm-hmm. Throat. Down the throats. Yeah, down the throats. Just throat. the throats. Sure, their throats. They're making up names and someone says, Jason, you can't be Blake Bortles. He's like, okay, then I am Jake. 
Don't say Please Jordles. don't say Jordles. Jordles. <laughs> From the Molotov cocktail department. And Michael doesn't say anything about that. There must be a Molotov cocktail yeah. department. He's going to fit right in. Michael's surprised that they aren't more worried about the situation, that they're just like yes-anding it and coming up with it like that. But Eleanor says that they've been lying about themselves for a long time now, pretending to be tortured in the fake good place. And that makes Chidi unravel. Mm-hmm. I think this is also a pretty good Chidi episode, too. I think so. Yeah. He leaves the car and Eleanor follows to talk him down. Jeez Louise. Looks like Chidi has a real case of the Mondays, am I right? Hey, uh, pass the NASCAR ketchup. <laughs> Tahani, a pretty funny, pretty good American accent. I think it's really good. I can tell the writers had fun with, we're going to have Jamila Jamil do a, a kind of yeah. Southern American accent. What are the funniest words we could have her say? And mm-hmm. I think they did a pretty good job at figuring them out. Yeah, NASCAR ketchup is a stroke of brilliance. That probably, I feel like I can see it in my head. A ketchup bottle with NASCAR branding. Like yeah. Like a promotion. I'm sure that's been a Has thing. Has to have had happened. Had a big 24 slapped across it. DuPont. That was the DuPont. title sponsor on Jeff Gordon's car. I don't get it. Eleanor okay. pretends to understand how Chidi feels, and I like how she is in this scene with proving that lying is good sometimes by making him feel better by lying. See, mm-hmm. sometimes lying is awesome. She notices that she can curse again, which is a funny thing to work with, but it's another one of those things that reminds you this is an NBC show. Because mm-hmm. if I could curse again after not being able F-bomb to for so long, I wouldn't be saying dumbass, cool, I can curse and stopping. Mm-hmm. I'd be hurting some feelings. People would cry. Yeah. Namely myself. I would <laughs> I'd bring myself to tears. Well, that fight we had a little earlier. It's a mm-hmm. little tense. Yeah. Tension. Are we okay? I think we're okay. That thing about the episode numbers. We're just not going to bring it up. That's tough. I'm just going to turn you down when you say that. everything we do until this podcast ends. Uh-huh. Cuz I will not budge because I yeah. am right and I know that you feel the same way. I'm not going and back and changing my notes. I physically can't go back and change the the names of the files. Well, that's okay, because I have always changed the names of your files as soon as I get them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I hope that's true. It is true. That's great. <laughs> Just that little bit of extra work. For Not you. as a spite, but both of our files are like the same thing, and one's a Zach and one's a Steve. Mm, like that's cute. Podcast episode number Zach, podcast episode number Steve. I'm always like, Steven did this wrong. I'll fix it. Fix it in post. <laughs> fix it in post. Chidi thinks that them lying, this is a good argument, isn't going to help with the judge at all because they've been lying in the past. They lied to get there and they're lying right now. You know, maybe she'll see mm-hmm. that and not even want to listen to them and, and consider helping them. But Eleanor says that the people they're lying to are going to be demons. So he shouldn't feel bad. It's like a survival thing and they should they should just do it. But Chidi is real stuck on not picking and choosing when you set yourself to a standard. Maybe that's something we should talk a little bit about. He can't lie about who he is at the root of it. Obviously, this is a big, larger-than-life situation. Yeah. I do feel like so many people, everybody probably, holds themselves to a standard sometimes very publicly Mm -hmm. and, of course, undermines it in their private actions sometimes. Sure. Whether it's a big thing... Or a small thing, and whatever mm-hmm. a big thing would be and a small thing would be. Like, I think all the time of, uh, this makes me think of how, I feel like in my heart of hearts, I know absolutely true that eating vegan 
Mm-hmm. And not harming animals is the right, just thing to do. Sure. But yet I choose to live with that evil and choose to eat the shit meat from a fast food restaurant every day. Absolutely. Basically. And I will continue to do so. It's one of those things. Like, But Chidi's right. He's a buzzkill, but he's right. But he's right. Lying is usually the bad, wrong thing to do. But where Eleanor has a point, he's right in the real world. Yeah, but that's this not is where they are anymore. Not the circumstance. Yeah, they are trying to not be tortured. They think they deserve better than that, so they have to do this to get to the point where they can maybe have that. Mm-hmm. I and think Eleanor's right. You know, his argument is he's like, "What if I lose twelve points for lying in this instance, and I'm twelve points short when I get?" Yeah, there? but at the same time, I think the points stop when they die. I do too, and I think that they know. But that. that's what Michael told them when he was lying to them. So who knows? That's fair. So they don't know what's true and what's not. Yeah, I like then when Eleanor dejectedly is like, "Okay, I understand it. I'll respect it." And he's like, "You're lying again, aren't you?" Yes. Yes, I want to punch you in the <laughs> face. <laughs> you have to lie. It's great. Cut to Jason being confused by a pocket square. I get it. And there's a funny Jason moment and a cute interaction between janet and jason that lets us know assuredly like the show always does that they're gonna get back to that they haven't yeah. forgotten we're not doing anything with jason and janet yet but janet tells jason that he looks nice in his suit and jason says that she looks sexy and a mm-hmm. oh, worse show someone just said something on the youtube comment about the episode that came out today that i said a worse show would do this like how i do when i compliment the show sometimes and he was like well actually the show does do this in a later episode that's funny so right now i'm gonna say a worse show would make a whole plot line out of them having this moment but Mm -hmm. instead it's a moment that shows us that it's festering and they haven't forgotten and i love that especially watching it week after week that you were wrong about zach no, because I don't think they were specific. Ah. They just quoted, a worse show would have shown it. They do in season three. Nice. I don't remember what it was. Now they'll listen to this, and I hope tell us. Yeah. Because I'll be damned if I listen to it the episode again. <laughs> I'd be damned if I listen to it once. It comes out of me, and then I wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do here on Into the Time Night. I like that. That's a nice moment. She got Jason a briefcase as a prop for his costume, and that's when he does, I'll see you at the martini store. Do you remember what the other thing he says? Um, is no. I didn't write it down. That's okay. It's funny. It was funny. And Janet immediately takes it from him. He's like, no, you're going to ruin it. You'll get caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't have this. It's, it's like he says something to do with, like, run the, you know, not not, not run the numbers, but he, like, says, like, lingo that has nothing to do with each other. It's something about a hedge fund. You're right, hedge fund. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a moment that shows why Janet and Jason are a good pair. Because since Janet has all these abilities, she can like enable and encourage all of the weird one-off things Jason wants to do. But she also has a lot of knowledge and she's able <laughs> to say, we're trying to do something and you're going to get caught if you do this. So I yeah. can't give you just even a briefcase that because you're going to have too much fun with it. <laughs> People mm-hmm. are going to be like, that guy doesn't usually hold a briefcase and it's yeah. going to be super suspicious. I love it. <laughs> Michael asks Janet if she can act like bad Janet because that's what she's going to have to do for the plan to work. And she thinks she can because she's learned how to be passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Not that Not anybody's that noticed. noticed. <laughs> now that so they're going to practice. Tahani says, let's practice and asks her for a glass of water. And it's a fun, similar riff to the cactus, the cactus. bit, but different mm-hmm. enough that it makes you laugh all over again. The glass Agreed. of water. Of course, the first time she just produces it. The second time she's like, no 
She like says it's <laughs> strained and then has two glasses of water behind her in case the one wasn't enough. It's really cute. And Darcy, of course, pulls it off as she pulls off everything. It's genius the way that we've talked about how bad Janet feels like a different person. Yeah. And then you make our Janet look exactly like bad Janet. And it's still so clear in her portrayal of the character. Love Even it. when she's not delivering lines, when she's like doing stuff in the background later on, mm-hmm. it's so clear which one is our Janet. And that's yeah. Darcy. That's the magic of Cardin, baby. <laughs> it's that Cardin effect. I love what did it. you say you were going to tell her to do if we ever talked to her? Something bad. Do you remember? I said it last week. Same YouTube. Call comic me a fat guy. dink. Let us know. Yeah, that I knew it was something bad. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote it down later. She says a good. The real bad Janet says a good one later. Mm-hmm. She's a good one. She says, "Will you roll off your mom and <laughs> you fat dink? Will you roll <laughs> off your mom?" That's great. Jesus, that's on NBC. Some yeah. of the shit they say on these shows. Wild. It's great. So she can be passive aggressive now. They do the water thing. She can't do it, but they're gonna keep working on it. That's where she says, it's okay, we'll keep working on it, you'll get it. Or my name isn't Rhonda Applepie Spider-Man Mumps. I feel like that was probably in your episode. That was probably in there. You just didn't remember. Yeah. At the bad PlayStation, this is literally where the bad Janet thing happens in a second, I think. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. It's but, after they uh no this af- is, after yeah. they're in the museum and Michael leaves. It's here they're at the train station. They're arriving mm-hmm. to the train and we hear that all trains are delayed 3 hours and the announcements are bad Janet telling everyone that they're ugly and that they suck. Yeah, that's so, funny. Repeat, you are ugly. Ugly. It's really funny <laughs> to hear. And it's even funnier how like that makes all these people comfortable. It doesn't make them mm-hmm. feel bad. They like it. Michael leads the humans to hide, and they're like, where are we? And he's like, oh, this is a, it's a place. It's, and they're like, well, that's vague. Yeah, it's like an area, it's an area or a location. It's mm-hmm. pretty easy, really. Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> uh, pretty straightforward. And then they look at a thing, he's like, yeah, it's a torture museum. <laughs> we'll talk about the torture museum. I don't know how much I love it. I would have rather them seen some traumatic shit while they're in the bad place, I think. Sure. This is where Michael says once, and the episode drops it, that there are things, if you don't stay right here, that will yeah. scar you for life. It would have been fun to dabble a little bit more with that. But it would have been, because I could see one of them the wandering museum. off. I also thought it was kind of weird. It has to be, because they make the statues of the gang. But yeah. it, I thought it was weird that the statues are of the people that they tortured and not of the people that tortured them. Here's to my laugh issue at to with laugh the at museum. Them. Yes. Because it's the Museum of Human Misery, right? Sure. So right. it's the first time like people... And it's supposed to be how they got tortured, but I don't think it says how they were tortured. It's all about what they did on space. Earth. Yeah. And then and it, this and one is about says, what Michael did. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. And like Michael says, and it tells who they are and... It's about how they were punished, but none of them say how they were tortured. So I guess that's my my one. That's true. That's my one little mark on the episode. Little mark. Little mark. Little mark. Interesting. Jason says, "Is there a gift shop?" Jason, it's hell. Of course, there's course a, gift, there's a shop. gift shop. This is the least scary place for them to be. It's the low grade crappiness hall. Mm-hmm. And if they leave this room, they'll be haunted for eternity. Okay, back soon. Bye. Michael says. <laughs> Eleanor tells Michael to be careful, and they have a cute little moment. Don't you think it's sweet? Their relationship has I do become like one it. of the nicest in the show. Especially because Michael's like, oh, are you worried about me? And she's like, no, I'm not. Bye. Go. 
Don't go getting all goopy on me. And then when he leaves, after he kind of like notices what Eleanor's been doing, Michael lets out this little laugh that's really cute. I thought it was a sweet moment. Love it. We see some of the exhibits in the museum that we're spending time in. There's exhibits for the first person to floss in an open floor office. Pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But it is low grade bad. It's pretty bad. I would never do it. But it's like something you forget about once you've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone's doing it every day or every week, that's miserable. Pretty bad. And the first time well, was and, that and the, bad. You just in the like display, she's doing it next to a coworker who's trying well, to talk like to her. Like in conversation, that's, that's pretty rough. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. also got first man to send an unsolicited photo of his genitals, and it's like one of those really that's old r- cameras where you have to put the hood funny on bit. That is funny. Really and bad that, behavior. Ha ha ha! The, the ha, thing makes. Heh, heh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also got, and this is a bad one. First waiter to approach a diner with an empty plate and sarcastically say, "I guess you hated it." It right does happen a lot. Place. And yeah. ever since I first saw this episode, I laugh more and more about it when it mm-hmm. happens. It's really funny. It does happen around here. That's, it's a Midwest it's, thing, I'm sure. Does it, it is, happen yeah. in Chicago? I guess Absolutely you hate it. Not. No, they're like, get the fuck out. Here's your check. Yeah, because we went to a breakfast brunch together not too long ago in yes. Indiana. We were oh, there, and I feel like you that's... Me. No, yeah. In Indiana? No. Yeah. We went to... Yeah, we did. To like Eva's or the toast together. or something? I feel that something was like a like year that. ago. Yeah, okay. Okay. Tell your story, whatever. Sorry. And I feel like the waitress was very much that. But there was also like drama happening in the diner at the time. Yeah. We were there. Interesting. Weird Didn't times. everyone quit that place? And then it closed. And then yeah. someone else bought it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The problems were clear, I feel like. Yeah. We were there a while. Don't make that fucking joke and everyone won't quit. The last one we see here is the first white person to grow dreadlocks and call Ultimate Frisbee Ultimate. And then Jason's like, this, this guy rules. rules. Yeah, that was funny. Your stance, dreadlocks on a hippie, on a white hippie, always bad. Yes? 90% of the time bad. Yeah. Does it depend Usually on how bad. they have their dreads set? Like if they're like the big, really poofy, dirty hippie dreads. Like, Thumbs down. Do you find it always here's the culturally thing. appropriation? If... I'm you have the dreadlocks because you are actually Rastafari, and like that's your religion that you practice. Yes, and like that's a part of that. But if you're just doing it because you don't want to wash your hair, <laughs> bad. Because do you know how like? So do you feel that way about gross? black people who have dreads? No, because our hair naturally locks up. I'm just asking because I'm interested. Dirty. Yes. Yeah. Because like if I just let my hair like exist and grow, it will lock up and like dread. Mm-hmm. And I don't even have like the texture of hair that does it super easily. So to like tie it and to make the best of it and make it look nice and style it. Yeah. Why not? It's your hair. Like it, it like it's a natural thing that will happen. Yes. For not traditional Afrocentric hair, if you get dreadlocks, you have to like do it with dirt, and that's gross. <laughs> that's really gross. Okay. I thought I always see it in cringe now. But, mm-hmm. like, white hippies having dreads has been, like, a thing since, like, the 60s, 70s. Not yeah. that it goes back anywhere near as far as the originators of it. But mm-hmm. I just wasn't but sure been what, a thing for what a your stance time. would be if it was just always bad. And I can understand why it is. I think it's usually bad. Not always, but usually. Not always bad. In, well, never bad intention. Or usually not bad intention, but always kind of hmm. cringy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Nearby, a waiter and a bad Janet shuffle into, like, a room adjacent to where they are. They can hear them, and they're setting up for a party. So our Janet goes off to blend in with them. This is when the bad Janet says to the waiter, Why don't you roll off your mom and do it yourself, you fat dink? 
<laughs> Roll great. off your mom. That's a That's great. Yeah. That's fucking great. That paints a mind picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is really edgy. Like I feel like that'd be like a Letterkenny insult. Like that's like it's that level of like I'll say whatever. Some shorezy stuff. Mm-hmm. Very much. Janet goes to set up tables and she tries to say something like bad Janet and just says with you piece of piece of piece butt. of butt. <laughs> Elmer's glad she can still swear, but this is bad because they already have to try to blend in. Mm-hmm. Michael walks into Sean's office and Sean goes, Axe up. It's the new one, Transformers. It smells like how the Michael Bay Transformers movies make you feel. I remember seeing this episode for the first time and thinking that bit was really funny. Yeah, I think this is Were you ever an Axe girly? Were you axing up? Yeah. Like I in definitely was. Yeah. What was your go to Axe? I definitely had my, my two flavors that I would seek out. They all kind of smelled the same to me. Like, I know mm. they're different, but I wasn't yeah. that picky. I, I tr- definitely tried the chocolate one when that came out. The Axe chocolate was a big one. I ended up really settling on the Excite. I remember like the when purple it came one. out. Excite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I used Axe everything for a while. I used the Axe yeah. body wash. But the Axe body I wash, like the body wash made my armpit break out so bad. The I only think time anything too, like honestly. that's ever happened to me. It did yeah. like bad. Yeah, like, bad I don't think they like, super bad, but like school, bad enough that I stopped using it. might have even been elementary school. It was like when I first started paying attention to my body odor. Sure. That doesn't happen until your elementary school, like borderline middle school. school. Yeah. Like towards the end of elementary school. And I think I went right to the Axe body spray mm-hmm. and it made my armpit break out bad enough that like the other kids started noticing. Oh, shit. How like red it was. And I've never had that happen before or wow. after. Wow. Axe, sponsor the show. <laughs> we'll do like Axe a weird a thing? childhood trauma thing. Yeah, it still makes sure sense. Yeah. I think the body spray is still a thing. Wow. There's always going to be 12-year-olds that are noticing they smell like shit for the first time. That's fair. Yeah. So they axe up. Michael pretends to be mad that the humans got away and presents his plan, which is to tell Sean that he needs four pins to take some workers to the judge so they can do whatever they're going to do in Mm -hmm. his fake ploy to get the humans back. But Sean has other ideas, and he throws the file away, and I like Michael's little, oh, is that where we're putting top priority files these days? (laughs) That was funny. No, Sean has another plan to get the humans back. I'm starting to get annoyed, not just with this show, but in general, scenes that end with, I know what we got to do. And then they cut to something else. Tell us what you're going to do. It's like a really cheap tension build. Because that's not like... Because then they tell us. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a plan. Mm -hmm. He says, I know what we're going to do. We're going to send an extractor to Mindy St. Clair's. You can't do that. That's illegal. But we know that they're not there, so it'll be fine. Cut to the next scene. You know what I mean? Just doing, I know what's going to happen next, but we Mm -hmm. don't know. And that's kind of cheap. Exactly. And a lot of things do that. I'm noticing it a lot more. I a lot <laughs> in all written media it just happens yeah lot, all the time the humans are at a table at the bad place party and they're trying to mingle but it's just the four of them together now one of my favorite lines in the whole episode i hope this isn't a bit that's not in yours or something when chidi says i've only been to like four parties total and all of them were thrown by tahani since i've been dead no, that's hilarious. That's such a funny cheaty line. That's that's really not in your funny. episode. This no, I had a funny feeling when I started describing it that this wasn't in yours, and that's one of my favorite cheaty lines so far. That's I've really only been funny. to four parties total, and all were thrown by Tahani since I've <laughs> since been dead. I've been dead. <laughs> that's so funny to me because Tahani has probably thrown like four parties. Uh huh. 
Eleanor suggests that, so this probably isn't there either. Eleanor suggests the girls and guys split up so that Jason can help Chidi, who doesn't want to lie. That part is in the episode. Okay. And Tahani and her can do her thing. And Tahani has a line about piping hot corn syrup and a scooter so I can roll around the mall. They had yeah. to get that in the episode. That's great. They had couldn't to get the let corn that syrup. off the cutting room floor, and they go off too. Then uh, pretty much immediately, Chidi is recognized as Trent by a real tool of a demon, total slicked back asshole. Yeah, played by Dax Shepard. This this demon's named Chet. What do you Chet. think of Dax Shepard? What do you think of Chet? Do you think it's funny? I like Dax Shepard. I've always liked Dax Shepard. Yeah, I think that in most, I find him really charming, even outside of acting when it's just like him. On like shows, and mm-hmm. I've heard a little bit of the podcast stuff. I really like him. I think that he's perfect for this role. He plays How a real slick back. How vocal he is about his struggles these days is really Love uh, it. Uh, uh, important. And mm-hmm. obviously married to Kristen Bell. And Love Kristen him. Bell's voice in being public about his struggles has also been great. They seem mm-hmm. like a really wholesome Hollywood couple. Obviously, yeah. there's they all seem that. to really like each other, which is always good. I think Dax Shepard has some really funny reactions in this episode. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, I don't know. That feel very improvised to me. And I think he yeah. was having a lot of fun showing up to his wife's work for a day and getting to be goofy. I bet that I'm was really sure. fun. And the moment that they have, we'll get to it later. It it blurs the line on meta in a ploying way and meta in a, ooh, I know, that makes this extra cute way. But it's such mm. a small little moment that I think it works. That it they works didn't choose to have them play off of each other hardly at all in the episode. But when mm-hmm. they do, they Which like I think smell is the correct other. choice. Yeah. I do too. I do too. So, Chet, hey, Trent, right? Who else would I be? <laughs> Tap it out <laughs> and they have a little Cheaty hug. through this whole interaction is so funny to me. Yeah, because we'll get he's to it. There like are a couple a of cheaty panicking guttural yells in this episode Mm -hmm. and william jackson harper (laughs) delivers these things so perfectly i love it so much jake introduces himself so jason is jake and he does a little like freestyle rap do you remember what he says something (laughs) i don't remember one of them's david blaine yeah he's like oh yeah nice ball tap (laughs) and jason goes oh dip ball tap and taps his (laughs) balls back and then dak shepherd really funny he's like firm ball tap bro (laughs) and it's like they're sizing (laughs) each other up like they're animals Trent and Chet, the real Trent, used to work together in partial decapitation. But now Trent works in toxic masculinity, torturing trolls, which is really so funny. funny. They deserve it. They do yeah. a good job of like, yeah, the bad place is awful and they're torturing human beings. But for the most part, what we they're hear about is people, them torturing yeah. bad people and like all the celebrities and artists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's working on a training program. Chet is for the Girls Gone Wild guy. It's yeah, like we get, we're getting something ready for when that happens, and Jason's, Jason's like, like Joe, legend. whatever, legend. legend, ladies, ladies. He introduces <laughs> his bad place friends, including a guy named Dirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they give really good names to these guys. Yeah, too. to Trent, who asks Trent for advice on how to torture a guy named Brant, who I didn't write down the whole story, but involved throwing a lobster at a stripper at like Rob Gronkowski's boat. He got thrown and- off Rob Gronkowski's boat. For, for throwing a lobster to stripper. Then mm-hmm. he died doing a handstand in a the moving Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. This brings one of my favorite moments of the whole episode where Chidi's like, Oh man, how can I say no? <laughs> yeah, I know how I would say no. You know, I'd be all like, No! But, you know, I can't. So like, weird. 
<laughs> I love when he screams and and just like unhinges and can't help yeah. but let his anxiety out. He plays it so well, and it feels so genuinely of the moment. William mm-hmm. Jackson Harper does that so 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 well, and even funny <laughs> as well is Dax Shepard after that going like, "You're so weird, man. I love that You're about you." So weird. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Tahani is doing really well, actually, in the bad place, schmoozing, talking about, you know, putting hot dogs in holes. Tahani and Jason fit in there really well. Too well. Yeah. (laughs) It was so weird when the bad place lady says to Tahani, I'm going to go take a dump. You want me to grab you one? Nah. Not even a little nug. nugget? Nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Tahani goes, nah. Nah. <laughs> no Donnie's good at this. She's used to this after spending time with Johnny Depp, and that's a joke that has just aged, it's aged so fantastically, well, so mm-hmm. well, because it is a little much, isn't it? Janet yeah. pretending to be bad shows up, and and Eleanor asks her to dig up what the party is and how long it's going to last, so they can get an idea of when it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Janet says, "Okay, I want to punch your teeth. Hi, hey, <laughs> teeth," <laughs> and pops away. Sean is heading the table in a conference room, a bunch of bad place people. And he brings Michael in. One of my favorite Sean moments in the entire series. Well, I was going to try to get the humans back by going through the proper channels, but then I remembered I'm a naughty bitch. It's so good. <laughs> Mark Evan Jackson, probably my favorite thing he's ever in. His demeanor yeah. with these lines, with this absurdity of a character, with the cocoons and and how now he's just into like texting like sassy things has really really made me <laughs> happy great. i'm a naughty bitch is a good one mm-hmm. so he sent an extractor extraction 2 starring chris evans now on netflix yeah to mindy st Clair's house even though it's illegal and when he says that's illegal that's illegal uh sean has a little bit that ends with oh that was sarcasm i had thought of that i did <laughs> that. he's made an example of vicky back in the bad place i thought it was a nice little line to keep that thread going yeah too. and he gathered these familiar faces to go out and find the humans someone mentions the museum at the table and we learn that the party is mm-hmm. about the neighborhood and it's in in benefit of Michael and the humans. So that makes Michael really nervous, but he has to keep it to himself. Sean, his line when he's like, I made myself look like a 45-year-old man because I can only fail up. Oh, that it's was a great true. line. Here's another thing I'd like to say. This episode is missing, other than when we see Lance in the end, some type of discussion about everybody being in disguise. Being in human true form. form, yeah. They just don't mention it. And obviously they can't have all of them be CGI demons because the show's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. But they should have said something like, why is everybody in a costume? Yeah, or like when we're in the corporate offices, we all are in our human things so that we can know. all fit in the room. Something like Maybe that. Maybe that's a, a good explanation. Or so we don't burn up all the papers. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, easy. They should have written a little something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of was hoping that that would have been in your episode because I was thinking about that. Can confirm not. You thought of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little thing. That's why this episode is just a a hair above being like my favorite, favorite, favorite. Mm -hmm. But it may end up in the top five. It is a solid episode. It's really good. Bad Janet, we've only got five minutes until we need to go. Burn us some popcorn. Brings out a bullet. Was this in yours? No. That was at the end of that scene. I I can only fail up. And then one of the people at the table says, oh, we got to be there in five minutes. Bad Janet, why don't you burn us some popcorn? That's really funny. And she pops up with a big bowl of burnt-looking popcorn, and everyone eats it. It's like, "Mm, yum. That's incredible. No, that wasn't in mine. 
So Chidi is asking for some advice from Eleanor as he got mm-hmm. a moment away from the demons in his dilemma. Jason is stalling by ranking MMA girls with the demons. And Eleanor's MMA advice, ring girls. Ring girls. Sorry. Not the mm-hmm. women that fight. Correct. Are there MMA women yes. that fight? Mm-hmm. Lots. Eleanor, of course, tells Chidi, lie your ass off. Of course. She makes an example of Tahani, that she's lying and she's doing a great job blending in. But Chidi still thinks that lying is bad every time. And this is a really good argument. By helping Dirk in any small way, he could be potentially altering the course of a human being's torture for all eternity. That's heavy. And I wish they would have dwelled on that a little bit more because when Chidi said that, I was like, oh, yeah, he's not just being a Mm so-and-so. He's a drag, but he's right. He's right. Like that would be he's a really about bad to tell thing to someone do. how to torture somebody forever. And that really makes the excuse that he what he comes up with for Dirk at the end, he's doing good by doing bad. Yeah. He comes up with the way to make it work, which is really funny. And he can't even go to the bathroom to relax and decompress because there's mirrors, there's mirrors. on the floor. So you really have to come to terms with what you're doing. I think Oof. that's really, really funny. Mirrors on the toilets is like a really funny joke because I think that'd be a little bit horrifying. I don't want to see what I'm doing. That's what I'm saying. This episode doesn't show us all of the bad place stuff, but they used it, this episode to stuff mm-hmm. it with details of what makes this place so awful in such a cute, annoying way. Kind Well, of. and what that tells us is that Chidi tried to go to the bathroom and walked yeah. in and then was horrified. And then he's like, away. I'd rather be out there and freak out. Yeah. Let me go find Eleanor. Yeah, that's cute. There's a lot of Eleanor and Chidi coming back to each other in mm-hmm. these last couple episodes. Love Just it. Just like the Jason and Janet thing. It's something I'm noticing. They're not talking about it a bunch, even though Eleanor refers to him as her ex-lover at one point mm-hmm. in this episode. They're not talking about it much, but it's happening. It's bubbling. Yeah. And I really like that. Eleanor tells him to take a breath and to rub his lucky bookmark, and she tries to explain how lying, she thinks, could be ethical in some situations. We learn that Eleanor has been doing extra credit in reading books that she doesn't have to read for Chidi's assignments, and she discusses the concept of moral particularism, because, of Mm -hmm. course, I think it's probably more true than not, most rules have an exception. You gotta. An easy one is like murder. It's such a horrible thing. Nobody should ever do it. Well, when someone with a gun is about to kill your kid, you take the shot. You take the shot. You know, like everything has something. Unless it's like, I don't know, your kid's not doing so well in school. He's only got a couple friends and it's one of, it's like the weird friends. He's starting to watch a lot of like Alex Jones, Infowars, some stuff. Maybe then you let him kill a kid. But then again, there are situations when murder is justified (laughs) and can be fine. You see a future proud boy, you know. But with all exceptions to rules, that can become too easy a loophole. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it's okay to do this because uh, it's okay. Exactly. I, have, I so can justify it. If you don't it, have so a, fine. a line, then you can always bend it. But that's kind of the point that Eleanor is making is nothing has a hard period. This is what it is. Because, yeah. yes, there are exceptions. But then at what point are the exceptions not worth accepting? Yeah, I don't know. It's very, very complicated. And Chidi lives by this binary that just isn't doable, that just isn't mm-hmm. survivable, you know, e- even if he is right. That he shouldn't torture somebody. Yeah, a lot of things look great on paper. Yeah, says the guy with the hentai collection in his bedroom. A lot of things look great on paper. <laughs> Do I have some tentacles on my shirt? Kind of. Your shirt's cool. They're I wanted tendrils. to ask you what it was. Bring it in shot oh, for it's me, a big boy. Junji Ito. Here, let me show you the back of it. That's what's really cool. Okay. Can you Neat. see the back? Sure. Like it. Love it. I can't see, so I don't know if you can see. Nah, good enough. Like it. It played. Yeah. it played. It's uh, Junji Ito. 
It's cute that Eleanor read more and learned these things in her line when she says, just because I'm a straight hottie doesn't mean I can't read moral philosophy for fun. <laughs> Love it. She tells another story that starts as like a hypothetical, but then becomes very clearly about mm-hmm. her real life. When deciding between going to see a movie, you made a promise to a friend or leaving because your mother's in the hospital. Yeah. So you go to see Chronicles of Riddick, no matter how many Vicod in your Chronicles mom Chronicles of Riddick is good. I don't know. Is I'm... it The Rock? No, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Pass. <laughs> just in general yeah uh, kind of yeah Groot the Iron Giant the Pacifier Pacifier <laughs> I don't know if Groot and the, the Peter Giant Panda count. dance yeah that one gets a pass mm-hmm. that one gets smash it's also cute when Eleanor says a moral particularist which I am one I just decided I really like that very human of her mm-hmm. and she makes a good point to Chidi that doing things his way is the reason he got where he is right now so maybe yeah. That's he a great lie. point. So just at that moment, as, he, as he's thinking of all that, Chet walks up to them. Man, get back over there, dog. Damn, you got that good stank. Thanks. Right back at you, bud. Smash you later. Let's roll. She's kind of into it, too. Yeah. The slimy demon. Maybe I didn't need Eleanor to be into the demon. Well, and I was thinking earlier when you brought it up, I was like, oh, well, I kind of like that she wasn't. But I guess she does say right back at you. But right she doesn't, like, you. linger look it's at It's a him. very fast moment. But I could have done yeah. with just him being like, you got that good stink. Mm-hmm. Bang you later. And then he takes Trent off back to mm-hmm. give advice. We see a couple more shots of the party. We see a bad place guy lighting a cigarette with a candle. And then we see some more exhibits, which include the first man to say, well, actually, to a woman. Did you have yeah. these in your episode? Yeah, this I had that there. one. And also the first person to say, I need a vacation for my vacation. On vacation. Mm-hmm. I think they could have cut that and kept the cheaty thing earlier. But yeah, I think they, so met, they made like the display and stuff. So they wanted yeah, to show. Yeah, they wanted it. to put it in there. Janet asks the waiter how long the party will be as bad Janet kind of. And learns that the exhibit reveals in 10 minutes. Everyone afterwards will get drunk and poke each other with hot sticks, and then it'll be over. Then it'll be over. So Janet takes a little peek behind the curtain, and with what Michael learned earlier and with this, we basically know what it's going to be. But she Mm -hmm. peeks behind the curtain and says, "Uh uh-oh. Which cuts to Sean, who is having bad Janet enter walkie-talkie mode mm-hmm. to talk to Mindy St. Clair's. What do you think of the <laughs> the addition to the lore with Derek and Mindy St. Clair we get in this moment? I love what they're it. Up I to. think it's funny. It makes sense. They've made. The I love when she's work. like. Also on NBC on a do sitcom, some coke off do my some butt. coke off my butt. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. And then someone starts talking to them. Sean starts talking to them and Derek goes, "My wind chimes like you." And they make noise. <laughs> but the humans aren't there. It's just Mindy and Derek doing coke off of butts and having weird mm-hmm. wind chime sex. But Sean notices in this moment in this confusion, Michael has run off and rushes to see what's going on yeah. there. Michael as he's darting out there as fast as he can runs into an old coworker, a demon out of their human suit. And it's Lance. "Hey Lance, lose some weight." Huh, I wish. I wish. Stomps off. <laughs> Sean needs them to find Michael and they need to do it discreetly not to disrupt this party so <laughs> this is a funny line he says you search from spastic dentistry department to disembowelment <laughs> you cover children's dance recitals through holiday week at Ikea really funny meanwhile Chet brings Trent back to Dirk to <laughs> to give him advice Cheaty this whole moment when he starts yo peep this dog <laughs> <laughs> books books <laughs> So good. Mad books to read around the clock. And at one point, 
Chad's like, books like they exploded? No, just no, moral, philosophy moral philosophy books. Everybody hates moral philosophy. His that speech, is true. I, I had this chick and I made her read mad books. <laughs> she hated it, dog. But he's losing them, so he says something first. He's like, think outside the bun, sick Taco Bell ref. Was that in yours? <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. I like that. And then he says, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Ball tap. Oh, I am Trent. <laughs> it's a really funny moment. This yeah. is a good cheaty episode. Absolutely. It's a good one. It's fun to watch him. He has the same exact energy when he's in an anxiety ball as he does when he lets it go and like lets yeah, it lose. He's it's still the same. The same he's just pain, groan, yell. Mm-hmm. He's convinced them. Books. They're going to do books. Janet shows up at the right moment to get Cheedy and Jason and gathers the humans to tell them something bad is happening, but it's too late. The exhibit is starting. So she tells them not to draw attention. Or Eleanor says, don't draw attention. We'll just stand yeah. here for this and then we'll get out of here. It'll be fine. But they won't. The exhibit is revealed and it's of them. I love both when it's back farther and up close. It's clearly the actors, but they yeah. put things around their necks in middle of the arm to put weird little robot-y mm-hmm. details to them. And I think it's a really nice touch. It looks really good. There's this man who's introducing the exhibit and the concept of the neighborhood and introduces the characters. And we get like a little bit from each of the four Mm -hmm. robots, which I think are really funny and really true to the character, like an outsider's view of the character. I like how all of them talk pretty much how they normally do, except Cheaties is super robotic because that's how they see him. (laughs) My stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. (laughs) Hi, I'm Cheaty or I'm not. Tahani's her figure name drops Elon Musk and repeats like exactly what the real Tahani says in response to what <laughs> she's saying at the same time. Remarkable. It's remarkable. I, which I've been to. Even watching this episode, not having seen it in a while, when Tahani said, oh, and I've been to Elon Musk's private whatever it is, mm-hmm. I leaned over to Lil and said, which I've been to. And then she said, which I've been to. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Chidi's is great. <laughs> and Eleanor laughing and Chidi looking upset. What? They killed it. I've totally heard you say all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Eleanor's is pretty self-explanatory, but I love how self-aware and cool with the Eleanor is. She's like, like, that's a good dig. Pretty much got me. Almost as good as Chidi's is, I'm Jason Mendoza. Duh. Duh. (laughs) And Jason just please, that's me. (laughs) Michael shows up. Why do you smell loud and confusing? (laughs) It's a good return to the joke. You have to be remembering the Transformers thing from earlier. Mm -hmm. They are loud and confusing. And they still are making them. They're still putting new ones out in theaters. Yeah, Starring Anthony Ramos. Sure. Classic douchebag. Yeah. Apparently. He made a song that's like, oh, you think I'm the villain, but there's two sides. But like, you literally got caught in 4K cheating on... Add that to the list Peggy. of things Anthony Ramos and Miranda Sings have in common with each other. <laughs> nice. Michael shows up and he grabs the humans just as the bad place folk are starting to recognize them. They're like, that's Trent. That's Isn't that Rhonda isn't Mumps? Isn't that Rhonda Mumps? Sean arrives at the same time in the crowd and catches them all together. It's a good moment. He's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. Michael. Oh, it's Michael and the humans. All hope is lost until very quickly and climactically and kind of you don't expect it to happen not having yeah. seen the episode before. He throws a Molotov cocktail. Of course, they go up in a blaze and they get to run away. It works this time. As they run through the hall, Chidi thanks Eleanor for the advice. But Eleanor's like, we don't have time for this. Thank you. Yeah. But okay. They arrive at the portal. 
This is the end of the episode. It's a big moment. Michael adjusts the settings a little bit and gives everyone but Eleanor a pin, which I remember watching this for the first time and kind of thinking, how are they going to pull all this off? Yeah. And you don't think at first what's going to happen is what's going to happen. Eleanor doesn't have a pin and is asking about it. And he says, there's no time. Don't worry about it. Tani, Chidi, Jason, they all make their way through the portal. And Sean arrives from above, a classic, like he's up in the rafters and he can't get to them, but I'll get you, that kind of thing. And Michael gives his speech. What do you think mm-hmm. of his decision, Love his it. speech? I think it's done so well. I think it's emotional. I think that it's good enough that it could have been like a season finale moment, like cliffhanger type I thing. think now the show is much better for not having done this. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good enough moment that this could have been where we leave Michael. Yeah, And it's this big sacrifice that's made in order for the humans and the knowledge they have of this world now to try to move forward and forge a new path for themselves and mm-hmm. other people like them. I'm glad that they kept Michael because Ted Danson is incredible. And yeah. of course, if Ted Danson can be in every episode of your show, you want him to be. You want him. But I think this could have been a big, like, we remember the sacrifice Michael made for us moment. Food for thought. I think, I think that, that would have been captivating. It's yeah. a captivating moment. It works Absolutely. well, and it's emotional. And They've the joy so- problem is, was such a big thing mm-hmm. that I think that him saying, I figured it out, you sacrifice yourself. And Although save. in the context of the trolley problem, how do you sacrifice yourself to save everybody? You know, you take the big trolley turning wheel, Zach, and you just turn it. But the problem is that, so just get off the track entirely and then be a trolley on the street? Yeah, and kill yourself. And kill probably pass- like passerbys. You get out of the trolley and get in front of it like Spider Man and just stretch yeah, yourself. I don't think a it. Lot. I don't think it works that easily. But okay. So he okay. didn't solve the trolley problem, is what you're saying. Michael sacrifices himself. Well, he solved a problem. He learned a lesson and solved mm-hmm. this problem to get them but all to the, the judge. But not the trolley. Problem. But not the trolley problem at all. But nice trolley. Imagine Michael. it's a He's doctor version, it. okay. and you're like, I don't know who to save, and you just like <laughs> stab yourself. I guess ah. I'm. <laughs> Everyone dies. Not on me. Slice. (laughs) (laughs) I really like Michael. Okay, I haven't mentioned it. I think the portal and the people going into the portal are probably some of my least favorite visual effects in the show. Sure, what do you mean? They don't age that well. Especially the one of Eleanor looking up with their hands outstretched in the emotional moment. That moment brings down the emotions for me just a little bit by how silly it looks. But I like Michael saying... You look after the others. They need you. Goodbye, Mm. Eleanor. You're right. This moment, they build up the trolley problem. They build up Michael and Eleanor's relationship. Mm -hmm. And this goodbye means a lot. I forget how exactly Michael gets out of this one. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I was just thinking about I think I remember, but I'm excited to see it next week. He pushes her through the portal just as Sean meets him by it. And he says, hey, boss, what's up? End of episode. End of a really good episode. I Mm. knew talking through it would make me like it more. It pushed it up a decent amount. A really satisfying episode. I just think it is a missed opportunity that we never saw the depths of the horror of the bad place as told by the show. But that doesn't make this episode any less fun. It's very, very fun. A lot of characters get, like every character gets a great moment. Side characters are great. All of the main characters are great. And it ends with yet another cliffhanger. What are the gang going to do when they get to the other side of this portal? I remember this episode. I remember what happens. But seeing it, you're like, what are they going to do? They don't have Michael to guide them. They don't know the rules. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen to Michael? Is Michael literally going to be retired and be gone? Exactly. It's a good episode to get us into the last very last chunk of the season these last two episodes that come after this and that's where we leave it here Mm -hmm. 
Final thoughts? Really good episode. Really good. I well think said. It's great. Yeah. What are your favorite parts? I'm just interviewing I think the, you. Give me a favorite part. It's hard to top the ending. The ending's really good for this episode. I mean, as much as I love seeing them all run around the bad place, especially Jason, is really funny to see because he looks so comfortable. And like, sexy. He's just basically Comfortable Florida, and sexy. Which is what you want. It is what you want. But I think the ending of the episode really carries a lot of really good weight for me. Well, let's do a good place, bad place. Let's With do it. With the weight of the decision made in the ending... Does that change or sway your good place, bad place decision? Let's start with the bad place. Bad place this week, I think, is going to be Cheaty. Because he's right, and he does sell it out. The right thing to do would be to create a diversion that gets him out of having to give them idea. I guess he does the right thing by saying books, but Mm -hmm. he does sell out his principles. I also have Chidi for a different reason. I think Chidi was willing to stick to his principles to the detriment of the group. temptress that is Eleanor. Well, I think that if it weren't for Eleanor, they would have been fucked because Hmm. they had to rely on Eleanor convincing him to lie in a way that got them out of this jam. He would have just blindly given it away to everybody. Exactly. That's a good point. And I think that the fact that he was so willing to be that way before she convinced him otherwise is bad behavior. Because he put his friends and their whole thing in jeopardy. Well, look no further to Eleanor, who I give a lot of good places to, but won't be doing it this time, who managed to blend in in the bad place without doing any damage. Yeah. She was fine. She was chilling. She's close to a good place because she manages to get out Mm -hmm. unscathed without selling anything out, without doing anything wrong. But she is kind of the devil on Chidi's shoulder a little bit, even if her intentions are good. My Mm -hmm. good place is going to be Michael because of the decision that he makes at the end. There's no – I mean, it's a TV show, so there is. But there's no getting out of this one. You're Mm -hmm. giving your your life, your existence, your millennia-long existence up – to save these four humans because your mind and heart have truly been changed for the better. Mm-hmm. And you can't get much better than that. It's a true Jesus moment right there. Yeah. I uh, am going to give my honorable mention this week to Jason. Mm-hmm. I think that he does help them a lot with the Molotov cocktail. Sure. I think he's good really funny points. and charming. Everyone and knows Molotov well. cocktail is a plus 25 good place Absolutely. points in any context. But you got to give it to Michael. That sacrifice is mm-hmm. so noble. And the fact that he sensing that they even if he wasn't found out right away it was going to be discovered that they that the humans weren't in the medium place Mm -hmm. the fact that he grabbed the coats and ran knowing that he could have been caught along the way and never got to them but took that risk and then sacrificed great excellent excellent good episode good choices Mm -hmm. good decisions made by characters yeah I'm really enjoying the season I'm really excited to watch the last two episodes of the season and getting ready to start thinking about my best and worst episodes of the season because each new episode being as good as it is it is pretty tough and i know the last two aren't going to change that the last two are great let's get out of here steven let's do it thank you for hanging out with us this week we went on a ride this week we went on a journey we We were certainly bouncing around the time knife today i hope you guys had as much fun as i did i had a lot of fun yeah, it was Thank a blast. you for listening. Thank you for supporting us by listening, commenting, whatever. Please, if you like the show and you want to support us further, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Get all of our extra podcasts. Hang out with us. If you like how unhinged the beginning of this podcast was, that's the goal for every episode of The Basement, our 70 yeah. show rewatch. So if you liked that, if that made you laugh, you should check out the Patreon. 
Please Thank do. you for supporting us there. Stephen, where else can the people find us if they don't have the money to give up, which I understand? Well, if you're craving a mouthful of our NASCAR ketchup, make sure you go follow Stuff us over on Instagram it. and Twitter over at Time Knife Pod. We're also mm-hmm. on YouTube. See the video companion to this one. I feel like there's some fun video stuff this week. You think so? Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I think so. Your shirt at the very least. Yeah. Nothing else. See my cool shirt. See my little grimace. It's a podcast. We are a box. We don't yeah. have to wear anything but a shirt. Exactly. Except for when Steven uh, stood up earlier and showed his bare ass cheeks to everyone to show off the back of his shirt. That's yeah. something you only get on the video version. You saw, I was rocking a full Winnie the Pooh. So make if you sure missed you it, go back and check. YouTube. It was there. Search the name of the show on YouTube. You'll find it. Find the video. Uh, it's real hot. Ladies. Ladies. <laughs> that was something else. This has been a lot of fun. Next week, we're going to be back to talk about the penultimate episode of season two, The Burrito. Man, our journey through the good place here into the time knife is going to fly by like time yeah, always does zooming. before we know it. We've only got oh, the cats in the cradle in the sail of the spoon. I don't know, we're halfway. It's been a Little lot of fun. Boy blue and the man on the moon. Don't make me play that at the end of this episode. I'm I'm gonna reject that. Gonna be a big man it's someday. It's not Father's Day. We played that at the end of our Father's Day episode on <laughs> the other that's podcast. Great. We did. That's awesome. This has been a lot of fun, you guys. I hope you've had fun. Go gain some good place points. Don't be a dirk. Steven, get us out of here. From inside the time knife. Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we love you. We'll see you next time. Have a good week. Mwah. Maltov cocktail. Jordles. Jordles. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Done. I never say anything at all, but with nothing to consider, they forget my name. Aim, aim, aim. They call me help. They call me Stacy. They call me help.